What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Dumbest Timeline. This week, we don't actually have a guest. I was going to try and find someone. Last-minute situation played out, unfortunately, not to my advantage, and I had to do this one solo. But I have two subjects, one of which is already on the screen, that I feel really encompass the idea of being in the dumbest timeline. So I think I'll start this off by saying I had a conversation with a colleague at work today in which I was explaining how I felt about the return to work. And I'm actually happy to be back at the office. I was just explaining how I wish I could select which days I get to go into the office. And my colleague goes, man, a lot of people are feeling entitled these days. You do realize you work for the company and they can make that decision. And I said, of course. And that is an accurate statement. It's a fair statement. The company gets to make that decision. I do understand that. I'm not saying that the company has to follow what I want. I'm just saying that I would like the option to select the days. If you want to tell us that there's a minimum of this many days you have to do over the span of two weeks, I'm more than happy to do those days. If you want to put in a stipulation that you can't do all the days in one week, I'm also happy to do that. I would just like the option to select the days myself. And that's all I was saying. And the colleague was kind of like, that's fair. And that's where it ended. And, and that's one of the things I love about some of my colleagues at work. We're very understanding people. You can have a conversation like this in which you say something, someone doesn't agree with you, calls you entitled, which you know isn't the nicest thing. But then you explain your position and they understand and you both go, thank you. And that's it. That's where it ends. Now, here's a situation, though with these Tesla kids where I don't think I could ever speak to someone who owns a Tesla and says to me, they're going on a hunger strike because they want to get the attention of the CEO of the company because they have a list of demands as to what they expected from their luxury electric car. And I say that because this, to me, is the example of insanely entitled people, and it makes me really feel like we are in the dumbest timeline that someone would buy a Tesla, would be upset with the Tesla, potentially not getting exactly what they want. Actually, they have a list of demands, but I digress. Let's take a moment to look over those demands because I feel like it's unfair for me to judge someone without understanding all the details. I've read a bit of the story. Actually, I've read quite a bit of the story because when I heard it the first time, I thought to myself, this can't be real. I really thought it was an Onion or a Beaverton comedy satire story. I could not process the idea that this was a genuine thing, but let's look at it. Tesla hunger strike, so-and-so, please help us. Why hunger strike? Norway has the most Teslas per capita in the world, but a lot of customers are not happy. Their complaints. The car won't start in cold weather. Door handles won't open in cold weather. Intense squeaking noise. Car won't start in warm weather. Bubbles in seats. Loose front seat. Trunk lid filled with rainwater. Autopilot does not work properly. Internet is slow and does not work as it ought to. 
The wipers do not work well enough. The car creaks when you pass speed bumps and other bumps in the road. Decorative molding loosens. The lights do not work properly. The door stops working properly. Doors that open by themselves. The computer does not work. Yellow edges around the display screen. Windows that do not close completely. System reset on their own. Problem charging. Reduced power. Rust problem on new cars, especially the Model 3. Poor paint quality means the car has to be repainted. You were promised free ch charging throughout the car's lifetime, but the new charging stations do not fit the car. Lower battery life that lower battery life than Tesla claims. Problems with air conditioner. Not all problems are solved when the car is serviced. Tesla promised to contact you, but you do not hear from them. You have to wait on the phone for a long time for Tesla to answer. So I'm sorry. I just I I <laughs> I don't know that I could that I could take this seriously. I really thought I really thought when I saw this initially it was a joke. So I am having a hard time I am having a hard time thinking that these people were serious, but I'll continue. Now, they were supposed to do their strike from what I understand at the end of August. And there are 20 people with about 17 cars. So 17 cars, 20 owners. So some of them are couples and whatnot, maybe families. And they started the strike. And within 24 hours, only four people were left. 16 of the 20 people who are on a hunger strike because of Tesla's inability to meet their demands already gave up and started eating and snacking. Now, we've heard of like political prisoners. We've heard of so many people doing hung hunger strikes to really connect with one of the base needs in humans. The understanding that someone would sacrifice their access to food and would sacrifice their own bodies because if you don't eat for a certain amount of time, your body definitely has major issues. Can You can get really sick from it. And, of course, you can die. So for someone to own a Tesla, to not get the service they want on something that they paid for, for someone to decide they want to do a hunger strike on something that they could sell and replace for someone to do a hunger strike for a luxury is to me one of the best examples of us being in the dumb dumbest timeline and on top of that the best example of a person who feels entitled which is why i started this episode discussing how my colleague and i had a conversation about entitlement this is entitlement you spend money on something, and yes, I will 100% stand behind the fact that if you pay for something and there are certain promises and certain services that you expect to have, you have the right to those services. I, that's not where I have the issue. I think, like most people, my issue lies in the idea that if you're not happy with the service that you're getting, you do have the choice to stop using the service or stop using the product. You can sell your Tesla 
and get another car. And if the idea is that you're making this sacrifice for the greater good of the world because an electric car can be better for the world, if that's how you feel, there are other electric cars on the market. Tesla is probably the most popular because of its name. VinFast also exists. There's a lot of other electric car companies out there that you can choose from. And you can look into their services. But to decide that you want to try and do a hunger strike to try and get the attention of the head of the company so that this person could turn around and try and fix the problem for you, all 20 of you and your 17 Teslas, that to me seems like some next level entitlement. And also, it really seems like you don't understand how the business works because I can tell you right now, although I've never met the man in question, the head honcho over at Tesla, I am sure this man does not care about you 20 people in Norway who have Teslas and have decided the best way to get their attention is by having a hunger strike. Because guess what? He doesn't care. There's no need for him to care. There's so many levels of people you would have to go through first to actually get his attention. And I got to say, bless you wonderful dum-dums for using hunger strike. And I know the other thing that bothers me about this is, and I'm falling for it myself, and I knew I was falling for it when I initially decided I wanted to talk about this story, but I still wanted to talk about how dumb you people are, is the idea that you're doing this for the attention. And that's the world we live in now. When we talked about it on the TikTok episode, this is the type of thing that people do just for the attention of it all. And that's what bothers me sometimes. Because even though we know they're doing it for the attention, it's the idea that like, well, you know what? We won't even call them out because then we're just giving them what they want. But no, in this case, I have to call out how ignorantly ridiculous trying to start a hunger strike or doing a hunger strike and also giving up within 24 hours so that your luxury electric cars can get repaired or replaced. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the craziest ones. We also have another story and I, I'm very excited for this one because this one is fantastically odd to me, but we're going to watch this clip first. It's only 47 seconds, and then we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it. So this one is the FDA had to issue a warning informing people not to cook their chicken in NyQuil. So here, here we go. The FDA has issued a warning about what I guess is a social media trend about kids cooking chicken in NyQuil, using over-the-counter drugs for funky stuff. What on earth is going on here? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that this is even a thing. And a couple of years ago, it was taking too much Benadryl to hallucinate. So, you know, it just seems like one social media trend after another keeps popping up. And I think parents really need to understand that this is going on, first and foremost. They need to keep their medicines, whether it's over-the-counter prescription, out of reach or locked from kids in the home. They need to sit down and have conversations about how to take medication safely. 
but also in a non-judgmental way about the dangers of things like this. All right, let's take a moment to talk about a few things. First off, cooking is chemistry. And this NyQuil is chemistry. There was medical preparation and medication that was created to help people deal with congestion and all that stuff. And there's a specific way the formula was made and a specific way the formula is meant to be kept. Think of it as like a cake. You have to bake a cake a certain amount of time based on the ingredients you use so that you get a certain result for the cake. And then, because if you eat the cake when it's raw, you could potentially get sick. And if you overdo it, the cake hardens and doesn't taste good. And you don't get the benefit of a delicious cake. NyQuil is sold and as a mass-produced product that has been done to its specifications as need be. And then people are now taking NyQuil and marinating chicken in NyQuil and then either boiling it or frying it or anything like that and not understanding that by doing so you are changing the like you're condensing the NyQuil so again for anyone who <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of processing the things that I see in this world and trying not to like like my buddy and I say, you got to laugh, right? So this is one of those situations where there's a lot of laughter and, and I am in my head constantly laughing at this situation because I can't for the life of me understand why anyone would want to cook chicken in NyQuil. But let's say even if you did want to do it, why you would not think of the ramifications of doing so. So much like anything that you that is liquid-based, because NyQuil is a liquid in most cases when you have that liquid and you boil it 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 evaporates some of the liquid and it condenses it so when you're putting this nyquil and marinating this chicken in nyquil and then cooking it and sucking all the moisture out of the nyquil and condensing the medication into the chicken and then eating that chicken i got to ask you guys who are doing stuff like this on social media why are you doing it what is the what are what's the goal you're trying to reach and, and you know i'm sure once again like what i was saying with the tesla people everything you're doing is probably for clout it's probably just to be seen it's probably just to be discussed and i unfortunately am giving you that moment right now but i do at the same time still have to talk about it because it is proof that we live in the dumbest timeline moments like this to me are like when Brandon went on, was on the show and we talked about how the Claire Patterson situation is one of the reasons that we are factually in one of the dumbest timelines because the lead in the in his gasoline that was then fed into the atmosphere and the lead that was in fridges and all those other factors led led seeping into human into people's bodies and causing people to have cuz you know it's poisoning us and it existed and there's i don't i don't even remember what brandon said but millions times more lead exposure or thousands of more times more lead exposure than the humans have now than they had hundreds and hundreds of years ago 
And then you start to go, okay, well, what does lead do? Oh, it, it can affect a neurological system in the body. And then you start to think of things like, oh, people are going to marinate their chicken in medication. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess that's what you get when everyone's just a little stupider in the world. So I, I don't even know what to say to it. But I, I, I got to say to all the parents out there, and it's even this CNN story where they're talking about how, you know, make sure you talk to your children and make sure you keep your medication locked and all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not expecting that it's children, children who are cooking chicken in NyQuil. I would expect it's like teenagers and maybe young adults who are following trends online because children aren't necessarily cooking chicken. There's not that many child children. Child chefs is what I want to say. I can't picture that many child chefs. And you know what? If there are, and they're all out there cooking NyQuil chicken, well, I hope you as parents are doing something about it and talking to them and explaining to them, hey, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. When you told me you wanted cooking lessons, you were supposed to put that towards cooking yourselves healthy meals. And where did you get the NyQuil? But besides that point... Again, going back to what I was saying before, I expect that it's mostly younger teenagers and or young adults who are doing stuff like this for social media. Hopefully they're they're faking it. They cook the chicken and aren't actually eating it. But if they are doing so, I don't think the parents are going to stop them. I don't think the parents are even even know they're doing stuff like this. And that's another part of the equation that a lot of people don't communicate within their homes anymore. And I'm not preaching how to have a better family life. People are going to do what they want to do. If you tell your kid not to do this, they're just going to go somewhere else and do it. So I think if anything, one part of the CNN thing was CNN conversation was do it without judgment. And I do think that's fair. Try your best to do it without judgment. But at the same time, also maybe put a little shame into it. <laughs> you might, you might want to shame the kids a little bit if they're doing things like this. You can remind them they can be their own person. I think we have to also get back to a world where we remind people it's okay to be your own person and to not only try and follow trends that you see online as the end-all be-all decision you need to make for your life. So to everyone who's watched this so far, I know that it was 20 minutes of me ranting about what makes this the dumbest timeline. And I hope that you enjoyed what I had to say. And I hope that you feel a little bit better about the decisions you're making in your life. Because if you're listening to this, you're probably slightly more aware of the world we live in and the weird and odd decisions we make as human beings. And you're processing them and dealing with it. And on the same voyage with me, wondering why we're just so crazy. So thank you. And I'll be back with another one soon. Peace, everybody.